everybody is on their own path and health is so different. Like it might be healthy for you to be on a diet. Whereas the way I was doing it, it was an eating disorder. So it's like, it's so individual. It's so Mm. personal and your heart um, matters. It's not the behavior. It's not what you're doing. It's like why you're doing it. Welcome to Utopian Talk, a podcast surrounding the journey towards health, sustainability, and building a better world together. Join us as we kick off engaging discussions with sustainability influencers, lifestyle bloggers, health and wellness coaches, bakers, and foodies, conscious people just like you who are taking steps towards a brighter future. It's time to join us on the journey because there's no planet B and there's no time like now to make a difference. Welcome back to Utopia Hen Talk, where we have small yet engaging conversations focused on building a better world together. Hope you all are doing well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Um, very excited for our guest today. Um, I feel like we have a lot of good things in common and things to discuss. And um, she told me before coming on that she was comfortable with uh, sort of taking it on a whim. I didn't need to send her questions and all that stuff. And <laughs> while I like that idea, I was like, you know, what, let me send you questions just to keep me on track because otherwise, um, yeah, we, we need to I need some guardrails. Um, but anyway, uh, our guest today is Aaron Todd. Erin, um, uh, we came across her on social media. She's a great um, sort of influencer and just person in the in the health space, uh, really just helping people walk through um, the different struggles and trials that come up with with health and body weight and um, just all things uh, related. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to jump into the discussion today. Hey, Paul, thanks for having me. Excited to be yeah. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, why don't you take some time to really introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. uh, Maybe give us a little background where you're from and what your life situation is like now. And then from there, we'll sort of dive into sort of your career and your, your, uh, your mission and everything. Sure. So my, my day-to-day living is, um, you know, wife, I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm an attorney by day, but I'm doing all of this um, podcasting and blogging and social media things um, kind of as my passion project on the side. Mm. And um, it's just really, uh, I didn't know how badly I needed a passion project. (laughs) It's just really just been a delight. I am so um, happy the Lord has me doing this. And um, I live in Florida and um, I have red hair and fair skin, so I'm hiding and not taking advantage <laughs> of living in Florida. But yeah, um, how does that how is that working out? I lived in Florida for about a year and a half and I'm pretty fair skinned, but I tan. My wife, on the other hand, is um, obviously her hair is not as red as you, but it has the reddish highlights and very fair skin and freckles. And when she goes out, it's either, you know, you come in with 2000 more freckles or you come in with a burn and um, she yeah. did not like it at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough choice to make. I opted out of that whole choice and went okay. for SPF clothing. And this year there I got go. myself a SPF sunbrella. Amazing. I am that's awesome. Carrying that around in public. <laughs> <laughs> you need it down there, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's that's great. I feel like that gives us a little background of sort of who you are. Um, and kids, did you say you had kids? No kids yet. No Just kids. a fur okay. baby, a little French okay. bulldog. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, that's great. Just giving people some, some, uh, yeah. a little look into who you are and then let's jump into right away, uh, just sort of where, uh, where your journey really began. Um, and, 
obviously now we know you have a personal blog, you have uh, Instagram and everything like that, where you're, um, you know, gaining followers and you have a lot of um, a lot of talking points that are just very important to um, health. I feel, especially, you know, just in the space that you're in, um, whether it's specifically women's health or, or men's health as well. I feel like there are things in there that, that a man could c- come away with. Uh, with some insight from as well. Um, so that's great. Um, but yeah, why don't you jump into sort of your background? What got you interested into health? What sort of brought you to this space? What sparked this in you? Yeah. Okay. So I came into it, not a health journey, but a dieting journey began, Mm. um, in puberty and I've kind of been a self-taught nerd. I'm going to know every nutrition stat, every workout plan, how everything works, just kind of to figure it out for myself, because that was my personal area of struggle. And I battled um, through eating disorders and disordered eating and just all kinds of health issues that I was bringing on myself with the way I was acting, and how disordered my relationship with food and body was um, really for several decades. Um, And in the last couple of years, I've had um, a spiritual awakening, which was my health journey turning point where I finally had that aha moment to recognize that everything I was doing was from a bad place with bad Mm. motivations and it was giving me bad outcomes and I just needed to change everything up. And I kind of left this whole um, pursuit of what our culture defines his beauty and health and just kind of left that behind and said, that yeah. is not what's important to me. Mm. Maybe I can now figure out what actual health would be like. Yeah. So that was in 2017. And I've been on this alternative path, kind of figuring it out as I go since then. So it's been a couple of years, I'm a couple of years into it. And I got to say, um, I feel like I might actually be healthy now. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Very cool. So what is then, um, what's sort of your approach to health now? How has it sort of changed? What is, is it certain? Um, yeah. Is it, is it all mindset? Is it, is it more still in, incorporating some sort of diet or, or schedule or workout routine? What, what does that entail and look like yeah. for you now? Yeah. So instead of dieting and being, you know, a very regimented controlled kind of, I'm going to follow a plan, I'm now doing um, what's called intuitive eating, but I'm I'm really doing a faith-based approach, which is pretty similar. Like there's, I'm still abiding by like the main 10 principles of intuitive eating that if you Google that, you'll figure out what that is. Yep. Um, but I've definitely like, I've really infused my faith into it and made it a lot more personal and more meaningful and basically just zoomed out on health. Like Mm. it's not just your physical body and what you're eating and how you're moving. It is so much bigger than that. Um, And now I really try to consider other aspects of health, like my mental health, my emotional state, my relationships with other people, definitely, definitely my spiritual health and just kind of getting all of that as a package rather than just zooming in way too far down to weight. (laughs) Mm. Like if you go from weight, you back out a little bit, you get your physical body, but then ultimately you still have to back out more to get the full picture of health. So kind of just embracing that whole thing and recognizing that um, I wasted a lot of time with a very narrow focus on health. So on weight, I should say not on health, but thinking that that was health. Um, Right. So, yeah, I mean, and with intuitive eating, it's not a diet. Like it, 
it's different every day. I'm listening to my body for hunger and fullness cues, what sounds good to eat. I don't have a plan. I mean, I have to go to the grocery store and buy food. So I have to have some, <laughs> I have to know what yeah. to buy, right. what's on the menu, not what's on the meal plan kind of thing. Mm. So um, it's just, it looks a lot more loose and relaxed and um, free. Yeah, that's great. And without going into those 10 steps, would you mind giving us a brief synopsis or summary of what yeah. exactly intuitive eating is for yeah. those those of us who may not know? So um, kind of in a nutshell, um, it's an anti-diet approach that was created by some prominent dietitians in the 90s, um, and they wrote a book on it. So it's been around for a really long time um, now, and it's got a lot of evidence to support how um, this is actually how the body is meant to feed itself and move and just, it's just a really well-established model now, but I like to read their definition. So the original authors are Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush, and this is how they describe intuitive eating. They have not been able to come up with a better definition than what they came up with. So I'll just read that. Um, okay. Intuitive eating is a, a dynamic mind-body integration of instinct, emotion, and rational thought. It's a personal process of honoring your health by paying attention to the messages of your body and meeting your physical and emotional needs. It's an inner journey of discovery that puts you front and center. You are the expert of your own body. Got it. Very cool. So if diet culture and, you know, the world's way of doing dieting and health is following an external set of rules, mm. intuitive eating is about turning inward and listening to inner wisdom Yeah. and responding yeah. And a little bit more of a holistic approach, like Absolutely. you were saying, as opposed to narrowing in on one thing. Yeah, that's something that's got brought up quite a lot in uh, the different uh, interviews that I've had with people here on Utopian Talk is um, I feel like there is in some way sort of a shift. I mean, you'll still find the pockets definitely. And I, I feel like they probably still are the more prominent voice, the people who, you know, want to stick to a regimented diet or want to, you know, here's the you know, here's this newfangled diet that's, you know, all you ever were looking for and this, that and everything else. But then I do feel like there is sort of a group that is sort of emerging where it's um, less focused on, like you said, that, that, you know, the diet or the the meal plan and a little bit more focus on holistically, like, okay, how am I approaching this? Like, you know, not only where's, where's my eating at, where's my, my body health at. And then from there, where's my mind at, where's my spirit at, and then just goes beyond and up from there. So I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, do you want to talk a little bit more about um, sort of your your struggles and, and things like that and sort of the journey to healing? Um, where Was there one specific thing that sort of started that healing journey for you? Was it uh, how long did you sort of stumble about in the struggle before you sort of found that, you know, that light out and that, that sort of helped reel you back in? Talk to us about that a little bit. Sure. I think that's really important. So I had a literal aha moment. It was a particular mm. moment <laughs> where, you know, the clouds parted, the light from heaven shone down, and I just saw it differently. Mm. And um, that was in, I think that was August 3rd, 2017. So I basically um, was just kind of crying out to the Lord and just really just wrestling with uh, just the struggle. It was so hard. It's like, why is this so hard? Why is this such a struggle for me? Where is this healing? Yeah. And um, I just really felt the Lord put on my heart like this is because you're dieting. Like this is an idol for you. You are worshiping mm. thinness instead of me. 
and mm. you need to stop. Yeah. And so um, I felt massively convicted and was just like, wow, I saw it that way. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And mm. so I repented and said, okay, I'm leaving that behind. I'm not going to have the scale be the Lord of my life anymore. I will like, just, <laughs> you'll have to show yeah. me the way Lord, let's yeah. figure this out. Cause uh, guess what? All I know is dieting, but he had actually put in my path a couple of months before that aha moment, the intuitive eating book, a really incredible intuitive eating podcast called food psych. And I was learning about it and I didn't really know why am I learning about this? Why is this resonating with me? So when he, uh, you know, kind of gave me that aha moment, I was like, Oh, I know what to do. This is why I've been learning about intuitive eating in the background. I guess this is what I'm going to do. Wow. So, um, so that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think that's important, not only in yeah, food and eating, but I think it goes extends to, you know, our life beyond that. There's so many things that we become our like central main focus. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's great to really bring that to light. Um, so what is what is sort of your correlation then between you talk about your faith a lot and uh, what is the correlation that you find and how would you put that into words the correlation between your faith and your health or healthy mindset uh, towards food and, and everything else. Yeah, I think, I think my faith has given me kind of um, like the foundation to build on. It's like, why do I even care about my health, my body, what it's mm. able to do and function? And, and the answer comes in like the purpose for my life. I care about that yeah. because I want to live out my purpose. I care about that because I want to um, show up in the world and be a light and serve the Lord and love other people around me. And I can't mm. do that if I'm sitting here counting my macros, looking at my phone in the gym for literally yeah. 23 hours a day. Like it's those things are mutually <laughs> exclusive. So mm. um, I think faith connected purpose for me. And then also just like my identity, like who was I before that? It's like, oh, I'm the fit girl, the girl who's paleo or low carb or, you know, whatever I was at the moment, like whatever yeah. the plan du jour was like that's who I was mm. it's like that is not who I am that is not my identity uh, I don't want to live from that place so I think I guess if I had to boil it down it's just operating um from acceptance rather than for acceptance mm. so that was kind of a shift of like I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to earn love or yeah. prove myself or become this person that I'm not it's just um definitely all about purpose and identity and that is yeah. just totally rooted in faith for me yeah exactly i love that that's definitely flipping the the paradigm on its head yeah. i feel like everyone in this world is struggling um towards or for that sort of acceptance or to be viewed a certain way by everyone else and to be viewed a certain way and for themselves you know what i mean in their own yeah. eyes like i want to yeah. view myself as this type of person like i gotta achieve this i gotta do this as opposed to yeah viewing it as um yeah sort of how how you're made how you sort of are are viewed and sort of living into that and yeah um exactly that's awesome um okay so talk to us then about going from that to sort of starting your blog starting um, i think you said you had a podcast mm -hmm. um, sort of launching into that world of trying to help others where did that come about so it started after i'd been kind of figuring it out on my own for a little over a year, I just really kind of felt led to start sharing my story. Mm. Um, and so I just started writing about it a little bit here and there. And some of it was just kind of like journaling for me to remember 
mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's mm-hmm. memorialize this let's not go back <laughs> to Egypt let us yeah. figure this out um and and just there's something healing as well and telling your story I feel like uh, I got a lot of healing out of hearing people's stories on podcasts and I was doing a lot of self-learning I just find story to be very healing. And, um, so it was a giving and receiving thing. And then eventually, um, I got far enough along where, um, I realized I needed to, uh, collaborate a little bit. And so I reached out to who is now my business partner and podcast co-host and, um, struck up a relationship with her because she's a registered dietitian and an exercise physiologist. So she's definitely kind of coming at everything with like, I'm the professional and I'm the lay person. So we kind of do a little tag team and it's all um, faith-based intuitive eating. So um, that is definitely uh, the main focus. Now I haven't done much writing lately, but the podcast is probably um, maybe the best thing I've done. I mean, I don't have kids yet, so (laughs) it's definitely the best thing I've put into the world. I'm very, very honored and humbled uh, to say it exists and to be a part of it. It's really, really cool. Such That's a gift. great. Yeah. And you do a lot in your social media as well, um, sort of connecting with people over there. Have there been yeah. uh, sort of relationships that have been born through that or different connections? Uh, how big of a impact has that been just sort of being able to reach out to people in that way? Yeah, I have found everybody. So I thought faith-based intuitive eating was like, I'm like, oh, I'm the only one. Like, there, where are these people? And I found them all. Mm. on Instagram and through <laughs> Facebook. And it's like, okay, we have a little community now. Basically everybody that has been on my show, I've had um, a initial connection with them through social media. So I have a very love-hate relationship with social media in general, but I can say that it really brought colleagues and friends who are now friends and sisters. So like what a blessing that was. And mm. um, it's just been, it's been really powerful because a lot of the stuff feels like you are isolated and I'm the only one who looks at things this way. But when you go online, it's like, actually, no, there are thousands of people <laughs> that are um, on this journey with you. So um, it's made it feel less lonely and um, it's just cool to connect, especially we were kind of getting ready and starting the podcast right before um, the Rona. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was good timing to have some internet uh, friends established that worked out pretty well. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, definitely. I, it is definitely a community building. Social media is definitely a, you know, hate love relationship. I feel like for a lot of people for me uh, as well, I know for sure. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about um diet culture who sort of touched on it a little bit i mean obviously here at utopia hen farms um you know we love uh promoting you know pasture raised eggs and really focusing on those small steps towards a brighter future small steps towards you know doing the things that you need to do to um you know the the steps that you're on whether it's for to seek further health or to make a the world a better place connect with your community all this sort of stuff and i feel like diet culture really plays into that a lot where you know, they're coming from, you know, a lot of people are coming from a place where they need, they're looking for help. They're looking for something to sort of break them out of their, their regular routine. They're looking for something to get them on track with their health. So talk to us a little bit about that. Maybe the, the, the positives and maybe there's some of the negatives that, that come along with diet culture. Well, the positives are, it gives people something to latch onto. And if you're adrift and you're really struggling, um, it can be helpful 
because I mean, honestly, I was using dieting as a coping mechanism. Like that was how I was handling feeling out of control in my life and dissatisfied. And so I was trying to take some control back um, and, you know, just feel like I had some agency in my life. So that was how I chose to cope and it served me in that season. So I can't really, I can't completely hate on it because, you know, if I didn't have that coping school, I would have used something else. Mm. Who knows what? Um, yeah. I needed something. So um, it can serve a function. Uh, so that would be the the positive side. And the negative side is it's just this culture that it's just this way of viewing humans and bodies in particular that I find to be um, very evil and unjust. Um, and I really like to quote Christy Harrison's definition for diet culture. She kind of calls it the life thief, um, mm. in her book, anti-diet, but like, it's a system of beliefs that one worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue Two, promotes weight loss as a means of attaining higher status. Mm. Um, three demonize certain ways of eating and elevate other ways of eating. And then four, um, oppresses people who don't match up to this, you know, picture of health and what diet culture says is quote health. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's the dark, ugly side. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the side that, that you're trying to sort of combat in a way with, you know, intuitive eating with the sort of stuff that you yeah. put out. Not that, and again, this is not to say that that health is bad or that pursuing health is bad, but when that, pursuit or that interest sort of takes over your life and sort of becomes the standard by which every yes. single thing or every single person is judged, then it sort of becomes a God in a sense. Yes. Um, and that's something that in some ways definitely needs to sort of be dethroned, put in its place and sort of approached with, yeah, a proper mindset. Again, that holistic approach. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. It's not that health is bad. Um, health is, is important. I want health. I do seek health, but I don't seek it first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what has been then one of your biggest battles? Um, and this can be, you can talk, uh, you've sort of already talked about the battle you had prior to coming into this, uh, but maybe sort of since you've seen that sort of light and sort of have come into this new way of approaching health, what's a big battle you've come up against? How did you overcome it? Yeah. Talk so, to that. So this is crazy. I loved this question and this really got me thinking, Paul, because honestly, I'm seeing this kind of for the first time because you asked this question. It's still the same battle. It's mm. pride in both, both wow. seasons yeah. of life, both the big before on the before and on the <laughs> yeah. after it's still pride. Um, that is my uh, biggest flaw. Mm. And, you know, dieting was a self-centered small way to live, but I also still find myself doing that now. Mm. Um, just kind of, really recognizing how um, I'm still the center of my little universe when I'm not being, um, when I'm not actively working against that. And yeah. it is not a struggle I can say I have overcome yet. It is a, I'm, it is a work in progress yeah. like myself and um, kind of really learning to understand what humility is and begin to value that and begin to see that as a virtue and to move towards that. Um, it, it's going to take me years <laughs> yeah. to be honest, but, but I get it now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like I would like to live a non-self-centered life. It's like a God-centered others-centered life is what I think we're meant for. 
Um, but gosh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that, that being an aspect. And again, this, this whole conversation, I, you know, it, just to anyone out there listening, this is in no way us, you know, if, if you have, you know, keep to a diet or, or working out is, is a regular routine for you. This is us. This is in no way us saying to, to stop that or turn away from oh, that no. or whatever. Yeah, this is, this is more just we're talking perspective here and sort of, as all of us know, a certain perspective, something can take over your life. And it's yeah. sort of an uh, understanding sort of how do you find that balance? Um, and how do you find, yeah, what is the most important thing to you? And then mm -hmm. how do you live sort of in light of that? Uh, so I just want to yeah. throw that out there to our listeners, just to encourage you guys to, you know, keep, you know, pursuing your health and keep pursuing the thing that, um, that you need to be pursuing, but yeah. at the same time, realize that, yeah, I don't know, there's, we're hearing other people's perspectives here and, and it's great. I love bringing on the different perspectives and being yeah. able to to take a, a deep dive into that. That's a, that's a really good point. And I'm glad you put it that way because there's absolutely no shame or condemnation for anybody pursuing a diet or a particular way of eating or even pursuing weight loss. Even though yeah. I would tell you from lived experience, I don't think that's going to ultimately help you. I think it might even backfire, but if that's what you're pursuing and that's what's important to you, that's totally fine. Like everybody is on their own path and health is so different. Like it might be healthy for you to be on a diet. Whereas the way I was doing it, it was an eating disorder. So it's like, it's yeah. so individual. It's so mm. personal and your heart um, matters. It's not the behavior. It's not what you're doing. It's like why you're doing it. So it's yeah. just an opportunity for a heart check. There's, you can't make a blanket statement. Like dieting is bad as much as I, I kind of have to boil down my uh, messaging sometimes and in, in a way that loses all the nuance, but I'm definitely not saying yeah. um, anybody who's dieting is, um, is bad. Not at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Paul. Yeah, definitely. So what then we've talked about sort of your struggles, your battles, what's been sort of the highest point. Um, and maybe it's not the highest, but a point that you can look to and say, I, I was doing, I was doing well, like that was a, a good point for me. And, and, and what was it that got you there? I think the, the highest point for me was um, definitely that aha moment, because somehow I got the grace in that moment to surrender and to mm -hmm. say, all right, I'm going to take my hands off the wheel here. And I don't, I think I've been asked to surrender other things since then. And for somehow I just, it's just hard. And so I'm yeah. like, yep, I surrendered. And that was the best thing I've ever done. Um, that was a high point. And it just, it just led to so much um, peace and freedom and joy and like experiencing rest for the first time, which I didn't really like, I didn't even understand what that was. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, that gave me a season of a high point. Uh, so it wasn't just like that one moment, but also in that moment, it was like, I don't even know how I did that. That was, that was grace. Yeah. I didn't surrender. I was given the grace to do that. And it's like, mm. wow. Yeah. No, that's so true. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, thanks for, you know, spending the time and answering my questions. I want to yeah. sort of give you a moment to really uh, take some time and see if there's any, any thoughts or questions or, or not questions, topics that you maybe wanted to dive into that we didn't, we didn't get into uh, something you want to share with the listeners, like take the stage. Sure. Um, I, I think I really want to piggyback on what you were just saying a minute ago, because it's really important. Uh, I think everybody needs to, and I want to invite everyone to really look at health, like with some mm. fresh eyes and like, and put your critical thinking hat on and go like, what does this mean to me? What have I defined as health? Mm. And then like, 
come to it with um, just leaving behind everything you think you know about health and go like, okay, what, what would I define it as? What does it mean to me? And personalize it. Like, what does it mean to me in this season? Because it's going to look different over time. You don't just like pick one thing and run with it forever. It evolves with seasons. Mm. Um, So I think thinking critically about health and redefining it, defining it for yourself is probably one of the best things we can do. And that was just not something I had ever thought to do before um, coming into intuitive eating, it was always like, Oh, I'll just, you know, whatever this is over here is health. And I never thought about it for myself. And, um, it just felt very empowering to do that. And it was really important for me and my journey. And I think it would be, um, powerful for the listeners to really think hard about health and like come up with their own version and, and where, uh, where that fits in their life. Where does that fall on the priorities list? And what does it really mean to you? And why does it mean that? Just those big questions that um, sometimes we don't take the time to think through, but um, it pays dividends, I promise. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. I think that personalizing it is, is huge because yeah, we can look at people on social media, look at people that you look up to, maybe it's in the fitness world or, or friends or family members. And um, we sort of, easily can compare ourselves and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm nothing like that. Like I don't have that kind of stamina. I don't, I, and rather than realizing, okay, your health and your fitness journey may not look exactly the same as everyone else's. And the same goes for our listeners. Now, you know, hearing Aaron's story, like your fitness journey, your fitness story, your approach to, you know, holistic health and, and, you know, all that, it may not look exactly the same as hers. And hopefully this was enlightening in some ways, maybe open yeah. your eyes to see a little bit of a different perspective. And hopefully that was encouraging um, to everyone. Um, but yeah, uh, that's great. Um, yeah. So obviously we're an egg company. So that's, um, you know, sort of where this podcast comes from is sort of um, not only eggs, but sort of our whole, you know, approach to health and wellness and, you know, sustainability and sort of building a better world. So what then, what kind of role do eggs play in, in, in your diet and your day to day? Like, do they, do they play a big role? Are they important to you? Like, and obviously, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. And then if you want to go into, um, you know, what does, uh, diet in parentheses mean to you as someone who has, you know, come into this place of a holistic approach to it? Um, I think this will be sort of the last question before we wrap up here. So um, eggs are on the short list of our two favorite lunch items that we're rotating between right now. Um, We've done a work schedule uh, where my husband's coming home for lunch and normally I'm making it, but if it's the eggs, he's the egg chef. So we're doing like little um, basically like little breakfast tacos at lunch. Yeah, and it was just awesome. like such a whim that that um, became a menu item. It was just what we had one day because we always have eggs, but it's like, oh, well, it's not breakfast. Should we eat them? And it's like um, a breakfast taco sounds really good. And that's an intuitive eating thing. Like what sounds good was not even entering my head for making my choice about what I was going to eat. So kind of yeah. having the liberty to ask that question and be like, hmm, what, what do I feel like having? What, what's available? What would be nourishing to me right now? Having that as a win and then going, wow, that felt really great. I had tons of energy for the rest of the afternoon, made it to dinner, no problem. And recognizing that, Hey, like that was a good choice that made me feel well, that aligned with my values for the rest of the day of being able to get through 
the afternoon yeah. and repeating it like, okay, this is like one of two things that we do. It's just, it's responding to your body and your season um, and your taste buds and what yeah. makes you feel well. It's just this thing. And it's like, okay, um, I am so thankful for that. I'm also thankful for it when he does <laughs> cooking and I don't have to make it. Yeah. Um, so like, it's just a delight that that's like, they're in a prime spot. Eggs are in a prime spot for us right now this summer. So that's just so funny. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, it's absolutely, um, a food that I love. And there was a season when I thought I had to cut them out because of a bogus food sensitivity test that is not come to find out later, you know, it's not evidence-based. So it's like, I didn't have eggs for a while, but I actually, uh, really enjoy them. And, um, you know, maybe one day I will get a fresh, super fresh one for you guys. I would yeah. love that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I think that definitely answered my question and sort of gave a good picture of what intuitive eating can look like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think moderation as well probably has a lot to play oh, yeah. to play in that just sort of finding that balance rather than a strict order of can and cannots. It's yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. What do you feel? What sounds yeah. good? And then how does that impact you? And then, oh, you want to go to Dairy Queen? Like, you know, sort of, sort of like yes, within yes. moderation, like those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. We've had people on I've had someone on the podcast who they were sort of had found that newfound freedom of like, you know, if I want to eat ice cream, like, you know, that that's not wrong. Whereas a lot yeah. of times in diet culture, it could be something like that's a no, like we're not going to, we're not going to go there. So yeah, the diet culture view has this black and white lens and intuitive yeah. eating, you're just swimming in the gray all yeah. day, just that's figuring awesome. it out, navigating it for yourself. So, um, <laughs> yeah which is, I feel like it's natural. I feel like it's, yeah, it's definitely a good approach. And um, yeah, th thank you for coming on and sharing and sort of diving into that and sort of yeah. taking a look at, at what that can look like. And um, to all of our listeners out there who, who might be interested in, you know, finding you online and everything, where can we, where can we find you? So the podcast is called Intuitive Eating for Christian Women, and okay. it's wherever you get your podcasts. And my blog is erinltodd.com. Awesome. And Instagram, social media. So the blog's name is Ginger in Progress. And so that's okay. my Instagram handle. Ginger awesome. in Progress. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome, Aaron. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great getting to chat with you and sort of pick your brain on these things. Um, before I let you go, I'll give you a chance to sort of list any anything that's been inspirational to you uh, as far as like books, podcasts, recommendations for our, our listeners. Um, what are your top, what's your top one that you would recommend? So I have to go with the podcast that got me into intuitive eating. It's called food psych. The host is Christy Harrison. Um, and she has a book called anti-diet, which I would highly recommend as well. That is kind of just a good introduction to all of this, but her, um, her podcast, uh, there's something really special about it. It just brings healing and she has, um, a lot of powerful, um, testimonials of people coming out of diet culture and into this other way of health. And it's just, it's inspiring. So if you're curious about what that looks like for other people besides me, I definitely would say check out uh, the Food Psych podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for the recommendations yeah. and just, yeah, the share, sharing your story with us all. Um, really appreciate you coming on and to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next episode. Have a great day. You've been listening to Utopia Hen Talk, where we believe that making a big difference starts with one small act. 
One small decision, one small change, one small promise to simply do better. Join us on the journey.